Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. As many of you know, I've been um, battling this cold or illness and all these things for quite some time. And this past week was pretty brutal just with all my coughing fits that were lasting for, I mean, days. So it was yesterday at the uh, morning service of the Saturday of the Souls or uh, that we had. And I told Deacon, I said, you know, I, I'm not sure how well I'm doing. So even though I've been... Um, given the task of offering the homily today, I said, I don't know if I'm going to make it. So I got to do sort of a run-through. <clears throat> and Father was out of town. So I said, just be ready, you know, in case I can't make it today, that uh, I'll ask you to give the homily tomorrow. And we talked a little bit about um, just forgiveness and so forth, what the theme, uh, one of the themes are today. And, uh, and he, he came out with this one-liner and I'm not going to tell you what it is, because he'll, he'll have to give that homily at some point in time. But he had this one-liner about forgiveness. I think he had read it from St. John of Kronstadt, and, and how do we attain forgiveness and the ability to forgive others. And I said, you know, all you have to do is just go out tomorrow and just say that one line, and just drop the mic and walk back in. <laughs> it'll be so much food for thought. It'll be the greatest homily, and uh, it, it'll be wonderful. And, um, and so, through the service yesterday, he, he confessed to me afterwards. He says, well, I, I don't know. He says, I, 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 I don't know if I was praying that God would give me more words to give to the people or that he would heal you of your coughing fits so that you could give the homily. <laughs> anyway, these kind of silly things we do back there in the altar, I guess. Today is really a beautiful day. Um, it's one of my favorite days in, in terms of the church and the themes that we have. I wanted to just um, reflect on a minute and just read for you the, the opening paragraph that's on the front of your bulletin because this is one of the themes, forgiveness, and the other one is Adam's expulsion from paradise. But really, this first little paragraph here, it just says it so beautifully, and I'm going to expand on it just a little bit. But it says, if you start with the second sentence, a basic truth of Christ's teaching is that access to Him is closed if we're not willing to forgive our neighbor. Today's Gospel reading makes this clear. The Church seeks to remind us to begin our Lenten journey not only by seeking God's forgiveness through our own confession, but also by seeking and forgiving our brothers in Christ. This is absolutely essential to our Christian life, to our unity with God, and for sure as we enter into this period of time. And I'll say a little bit more about forgiveness here in a minute. The other theme that we have today, which is a very, very powerful theme, is the remembrance of Adam's expulsion from paradise. And there's something very powerful I read uh, years ago teachings of St. John Chrysostom on this, and he says that when Adam was exiled out of paradise, he was actually placed just on the outside of the gates of paradise, so that as he sat there, the fragrance of paradise continued to fill his nostrils. And so this is one of the things that led to his lament. 
And I want to share with you a little bit about Adam's great lament of being cast out of paradise from the mind and the words and the teachings of St. Silouan. So I'm going to offer you a little bit of a quote here because it's very beautiful. St. Silouan uh, talks about Adam's lament. He speaks for Adam, but he also helps us to realize that we too have to lament in terms of uh, when we turn away from God and what that means. Adam, father of all mankind in paradise, knew the sweetness of the love of God. That when we think of paradise, we may not think about that. We may think of, well, it was lush, it was beautiful, there was fruit, there were birds, there were animals. It was perfect life. But what he starts with here is that Adam, in paradise, knew the sweetness of God's love. And so, when for his sin he was driven forth from the Garden of Eden and was widowed of the love of God, he suffered grievously and lamented with great mourn. The whole with his lamentation, for his soul was racked as he thought, I have distressed my beloved God. This is what was paining his heart. He saw less after paradise and the beauty of it, for he sorrowed that he was bereft of the love of God, which insatiably at every instant draws the soul to him. So it wasn't paradise itself. It was that sweetness of the love of God that he knew that he had lost, and that's what created this terrible mourning in his soul. In the same way, the soul which has known God through the Holy Spirit, but has afterwards lost grace, as we experience, we also suffer that same torment of that loss. There is an aching and a deep regret in the soul that has grieved the beloved Lord. And so Adam pined on earth and wept bitterly, and the earth was not pleasing to him. He was heartsick for God. In, in that pain and sorrow and grief, the earth was not pleasing to him. Nothing on the earth could make him feel better. Nothing could, could, could heal that, that heart sickness that he felt. Nothing that anyone or anything could have offered him could have remedied that. And so he says, and this is the words of St. Silouan as he's giving them to Adam, if you will, as he sits outside of paradise. My soul wearies for the Lord, and I seek Him in tears. How should I not seek Him? When I was with Him, my soul was glad, and it was at rest, and the enemy could not come near me. But now the spirit of evil has gained power over me, harassing and oppressing my soul, so that I weary for the Lord even unto death, and my spirit strains to God. And there is none on earth that can make me glad, nor can my soul take comfort in anything, but longs once more to see the Lord, that her hunger may be appeased. I cannot forget Him for a single moment, and my soul languishes after Him. And for the multitude of my afflictions, I lift up my voice and I cry, Have mercy upon me, O God, have mercy on Thy fallen creature. I don't know if any of you have felt that way before. I'm thinking and assuming you have at times in your life. But there's such intimacy about these words of this man towards his Creator that I think we've lost. 
This sort of, of intimacy and longing that our soul has can only be satisfied by God. It can never be satisfied by anything else in the world. He goes on to say, Thus did Adam lament, and the tears streamed down his face, onto his beard, onto the ground beneath his feet, and the whole desert heard the sound of his moaning. The beasts and the birds were hushed in grief, while Adam wept, because peace and love were lost to all men on account of his sin. I want you to notice two things here. One, in paradise, Adam knew the sweetness of God's love. The sweetness of God's love filled him and completely fulfilled him. It, it took nothing else. Two, after he was exiled from paradise, nothing on earth was pleasing to him. There was nothing that could substitute the sweetness of God's love. It said, Adam sorrowed less after paradise and the beauty thereof, for he sorrowed that he was bereft of the love of God, which insatiably, at every instant, draws the soul to him. He was heartsick for God. I believe, people, that at our core, all of humanity is heartsick for God. And what we attempt to do is to heal that heart sickness with all sorts of human relationships and all sorts of attachments to things of this world. And it is no wonder that we always will be disappointed. Because nothing, nothing, and no one will ever be able to fulfill what our heart and soul longs for the most. And that is Christ. Adam lamented so deeply that the whole desert heard the sound of his moaning and the beasts and the birds were hushed in grief. Adam realized that he sought to know all things and to become like God, this was the temptation, independently and apart from God. And the lesson of all lessons for mankind is contained in Adam's choice. And that is to know the sweetness of God and His love and to grow in His likeness apart from God. The only way this is possible now for us today is really through these two themes that we have in Great Lent, and that is through repentance and forgiveness, which is why the church places such an emphasis on these themes this time of year. It's not enough for us to simply lament, though lamenting and feeling sorrow for our sins is important. We must allow grieving to lead repentance and forgiveness. We can say as Adam, I have distressed my beloved God, but then we must move on to the next step, which is repentance. Having repented with all of our heart, we then experience the grace and the mercy of God, our Father, and we weep with tears of gratitude for His loving kindness towards us. Then we must take the next step and show the same mercy to those around us. Just as we have been mercifully forgiven by our Father, we too must show great mercy and forgiveness for others. For this is what the Lord says as we read in the Gospel today. If you forgive the sins of others, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. In other words, there's really no other way to begin this Lenten journey, which we're going to be beginning this evening, than to ask for and to give forgiveness to those around us. Otherwise, our journey is going to be a great burden to us. And this whole Lenten period will not be fulfilling. 
It is a prerequisite. In reality, repentance and forgiveness are the keys to experiencing the sweetness of God's love. We want that. We want to feel it, sense it, experience it. It's not just going to happen though. This is our part. This is the part of our return, of our response to the call that God has given us. This is about our repentance and our willingness to forgive those around us. And as we are about to begin our Lenten journey, I really want to leave you with some very, very beautiful words uh, from St. Paul, which I think really summarize what we're addressing here this morning. Hopefully this will give you sort of a proper Lenten mindset. As God's chosen people, he says to the Colossians, holy and dearly loved, don't forget that part. As children that you are of God, you are dearly, dearly loved by Him. Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. And over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, and this is why we go around and ask each other for forgiveness, because even though I may not have a personal grievance against each and every one of you, when I sin, it impacts the entire body. As members of one body, you were called to peace. And then he ends with the final words, and be thankful. This is the mindset I feel we need as we enter into this beautiful period of time of repentance, forgiveness, and of these beautiful virtues, but that primarily of love, which is attainable and given only by the source of love, which is Christ Jesus. Amen.